Hello and welcome to a podcast about something. I've got Jonathan Inbody with me from the X Meets Y podcast today. And today we're talking about Franken movies. Uh, what that is, is we're taking a couple movies and we're mixing them together. It's kind of a spin on Jonathan's uh, franchise of the X Meets Y. Jonathan, you want to tell our listeners a little bit about uh, your podcast and, and what you do? Yes, absolutely. And and franchise is a good word. I'm going to start using that because yeah, that makes it sound professional. Exactly. <laughs> and not like it's just something I do with my friends on a recorder. It was, it was more <laughs> like I couldn't think of a better word. So you, you now have it's a franchise. A I like it. I'm going to start calling it a franchise now. Um, but so basically each episode of X meets Y, um, I and a rotating cast of uh, guest co-hosts uh, randomly select two movie titles. And then we have about half an hour to come up with a brand new original movie idea that could be described as movie X meets movie Y. So for instance, um, like one of our episodes that we just did recently is Die Hard meets Clash of the Titans. And that one was nuts, and and probably my favorite episode that I've ever recorded for this show. Wow, Die Hard and Clash of the Titans, that sounds super interesting. I haven't listened to that one yet, but that'll probably be on my playlist for tomorrow. Yeah, let me know if you like it, because it is, I would consider it one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. It's it's crazy. It, it starts out crazy and just gets crazier. It's great. Is it is it the original Clash of the Titans, or the oh, latest yes. one? Oh, have to, has to be the original. Um... I, I basically all we took from the remake of Clash of the Titans is exactly one line from the trailer. The Liam Neeson which, line? Well, no, it's the it's the actually a line that's earlier in the trailer where a guy's like, uh, somebody's got to draw a line. Someday someone's going to have to say enough. There we go. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. I could see how that, that, that would movie fit. has some surprisingly good lines, actually, the remake, despite not being a good movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it was not good. And then yeah. they somehow spawned a sequel from it. And I'm, I'm not sure how that came about weirdly that one was better the sequel was okay it, i don't know that i watched it because i was so out on the the new the the first remake it, it just was not good it didn't grab my interest so i don't think i ever went back for wrath of the titans yeah you don't really have to I, it was one of those ones that i think i just either caught it on cable or it was just on like netflix or amazon prime and i was like ah, i guess i'll watch this <laughs> like yeah worth worth a two hours of uh not doing anything else yeah exactly so, uh, like we said at the top, we're doing a spin on Jonathan's formula. Uh, we we actually took five genres, crime, monster, sci-fi fantasy, historical, and horror. And uh, what we're doing is we're going to go through each genre. We each picked our top two movies from each genre, and we're going to randomize the four movies we picked in the genre. And we'll get two will be spit out, and we're going to just do a quick fire, rapid fire round. And uh, see if we can make a, a better movie than the original four movies. Yeah, and and what we're aiming for is just basic premise and title for these yeah. new things, because you know, like my show goes like half an hour ish for each of for each of these episodes, and you know, we're not going to do that long because that would make a very long episode. Yeah, so we'd, we'd be we here will, for four we'll hours. Try and keep it to a couple of minutes per uh, genre. Yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, let's get started. First genre is the crime genre. Uh, my two movies were Training Day and Inside Man. And mine are The Maltese Falcon and The Warriors. So you pronounce it Falcon instead of Falcon? Yeah, it doesn't matter. And so so I always pronounce it Falcon unless it's The Maltese Falcon. That's the only oh, one. Sure. It just seems like that's ingrained in your brain that it has to be mispronounced. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> All right, so let's randomize them. Yes, okay. I'm whipping up the randomizer app right now. 
Oh boy. Okay. Our set is Training Day and the Warriors. Those will fit good together, I think. I very much think so. That is a perfect set. Yeah. So I haven't seen the Warriors, uh, but but I oh you should the, it's the best. I, I know. I was reading the uh, the plot summary the other day just to prepare a little bit because I didn't have time to watch you know ten movies. Oh yeah, um, no problem. But it looked very interesting. Oh, it's great. It's a a crazy little movie about uh, a gang called the Warriors from Coney Island. Um, it was made in the 70s. It's about this gang that is trying to get back to Coney Island after they go to a meeting of all the gangs in New York City where um, the biggest gang is trying to say, if we all work together, we can own this city. And um, that leader is then killed and the warriors yeah. are framed for it. So we just follow them as they're trying to get back to their home. And it's it's really harrowing. It's great action. It's it's very funny in a dry sort of way. It's really bizarre and comic booky, but it's an absolutely wonderful movie. Yeah, and yeah, I, um, it's definitely getting added to my list, and I will watch it as soon as possible because it sounded awesome. And oh, it is! You know, I always, I've always seen these other pop culture references to it, and usually that's enough for me to go watch a movie. But I, it just never hit my. Hit yeah, my no, I completely understand. Oh well, uh, it's like Training Day. I haven't watched in in a long time. I just watched this like a month ago, so I'm oh nice. I'm really up. That's you know that was part of why I wanted to pick it for, for one of my two, because I, it's fresh in my brain. Um, mm. So I'm thinking, like, so for Training Day, obviously we have the Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke characters, and mm. maybe they're the ones that set the Warriors up for the murder. Oh, that would be interesting, yeah. And uh, and they're also the ones chasing them down, try, basically stop trying to stop the Warriors from, you know, Ethan Hawke starts his first day, as he did in Training Day, and uh, mm. Denzel's basically dragging him around trying to stop the Warriors from getting to where they're going to to let them know they set them up. Sure, yeah, I dig it. What what if even, uh, what if they, like, instead of just being, um, is it what, homicide or uh, drugs? Which one of the... They are, they're in Vice, I think. In Vice, oh, okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what if instead of that, maybe they're part of a unit that is infiltrating gangs, Okay. Yeah. So that they, so that they have like a full reason to have framed the warriors. Like they're trying to get rid of one of these gangs. Like they're trying to clear out the streets. They're trying to cause chaos because all these gangs are going to come together. Yeah, that that could definitely work. I like that. Cool. And and they're just they're chasing them around, trying to make sure make sure that you know they don't get caught for their frame job. Or basically, Denzel's uh pushing Ethan because that's kind of what Training Day is. is He's he's pushing Ethan Hawke to co- basically cover his tracks for him as he stole this money and and sure. committed all these crimes. So he's pushing Ethan Hawke to cover up the murder, but Ethan Hawke doesn't realize he's covering up the murder. Sure, sure, yeah, that's awesome, cool. Okay, so that's basic premise. Then let's try and come up with a title quick. Title. Oh man. Uh, okay, so what Gangs are some in words? New York is already taken. Yeah, no, that right? I was one. just thinking that too. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess what are some words that would apply to, like, cops and gangs the same way? Are there any words that relate the two? What What is the – there's like a – kind of like Vice is the, the uh, drug unit in a uh, mm. police precinct. What I think there's a word for gang crime, like gang-specific crimes. Oh, I bet there is. Uh, I'm trying to think because that probably wouldn't be major crimes. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, actually, I just thought of a great word for it. Gangbusters. Gangbusters. that's an expression. That could work. That's like the perfect little title for this. The only problem with it would be 
It, it might be a little cheesy. That sounds like a rock Kevin Hart movie more than a gritty uh, crime film. See, I think it's I think it's all about the way it, it's handled because like the Warriors, like the title is very uncheesy, but the movie is is in a lot of ways very cheesy. Like there's a, a gang themed after um, baseball. <laughs> They're like they like wear kiss makeup in nice. baseball uniforms and beat people up with baseball bats. It's the best. So I think it, I think it really depends on, on the way that this correctly. movie would be executed. So gangbusters. I, I like that. I, I think it, I think it works because it, it's evocative of the the right kind of feel, you know. I gotcha. Yeah, and I mean, uh, we don't have a whole lot of time here, and that's <laughs> yeah, probably the best we're that... going to come up with in the next thirty seconds. Yeah, I think a good method for for all of these is probably just to land on like the first title that catches, you know. Yeah, they'll be working titles, and then when Hollywood calls us to actually set it up, we can we can get a better title at that point. Yes, exactly. <laughs> In the outlining stage, we can change the title. Right. That'll be for the uh, the studio can can put their hands in that. Figure oh, that yeah, out absolutely. for us. They can do whatever they want with it. <laughs> All right. So for the crime movie, we've got. Uh, Denzel setting up the Warriors for a murder and then using Ethan Hawke to cover his tracks in Gangbusters. Oh, I dig it. All right. So let's move on to the monster movies. Uh, sure, okay. For this, I chose 1998 Godzilla and Jaws. And I chose Destroy All Monsters from the original Godzilla series and The yep. Thing. All right. So, I'm putting them in the randomizer, and we've got Jaws and The Thing. Oh, that'll be good. Oh, yeah, those those go well together very well. Oh, that could be tough. I'd almost want to just put the plot of The Thing on a boat with a shark chasing them. That's the thing. Like, what I'm curious about is, because, is like, they're both creature features. Like, again, this whole uh, little subgenre that we've chosen to do, they're all creature features. They're all monster-driven. Right. So... Like, I think an interesting way would be to bring, like, the shark and the thing kind of together and make it that, like, uh, like some kind of a sea creature that can either change its shape like the thing or, like, uh, just in general, like, oh, blend those two good. monsters and have it be that the people are trapped on a boat and this thing is hunting them. Oh, I like that. Because then you could Cause have, I, I like... I feel like that's pretty flexible. It starts out as, like, a barracuda and it just, like, you know, nibbles somebody's shin and then... By the end of it, it's morphed into a, you know, it keeps changing sea creatures, so it goes to a giant squid and a shark and, you know, every different kind of, I sure. like that. And then by the end, it's like a creepy fish person and, oh, it'd be great. Yeah. We gotta have, we gotta have the, uh, at least the, the three guys on the boat from Jaws. I think they all gotta be there because you gotta have that storytelling montage. Oh, and definitely. You, th- you throw in Kurt Russell. Oh, yes. Oh, that, that, I mean, that's a great cast right there. <laughs> yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah, um, I, oh, that, the premise for that one came quick. Yeah, um, that, that was an easy one because you just want to put it all together. It's, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It, I they think go together perfectly. If we'd have gotten Godzilla and destroy all monsters, that would have been more difficult. Really, the only thing I like about 98 Godzilla is the shape of 98 Godzilla. They made him, like, really muscular. Like yeah, he's he kind of a like a, a professional a wrestler. iguana in that. Yeah, one. yeah. So uh, that that was really the only part of that I wanted to take out. Yeah, I feel yeah. So All right, uh, so let's come up with a title for our Jaws meets the thing here. Jaws meets the thing. Oh boy, this is gonna be a tough one. <laughs> uh, so definitely words that are aquatic. Are there any words that indicate change, like the ability to change, but are still aquatic sounding? 
That's a good question. Hmm. My first thought was it came from beneath the sea. I mean, that's a good title. Or uh, it was it came from beneath the waves, but I think I like beneath the sea better. Hmm. Is I think no, because there's I know there's um I think it came from beneath the sea is an actual movie already. I think that's a. Is it? Harryhausen movie with a um, stop-motion octopus, if I remember right. That must be why it was such a good name. Yeah, that's what I was just... Because as soon as he said it, I was like, that's a great title. And then I was like, wait, that sounds real familiar. Yeah, yeah, that's a real one. Damn. All the good ones are uh, well, taken can, already. Well, and you can definitely, like, steal that structure of a name. Yeah. You know? Like, we could say, like, it came from underneath or something similar, you know? Actually, underneath, just in general, might not be a bad Ooh, title. That, yeah, that's good. That's that gives, that gives like you, that. like, that looming terror, almost. Yeah, definitely. I like underneath. I'm, I'm prepared to lock that one in. Uh, yeah, I'm good with that. Because I'm looking up synonyms for metamorphosis right now, and mm. they are not good. <laughs> Transmutation, transfiguration, changeover. Yeah, th- those don't... Those don't strike fear. Underneath strikes fear because, like, yeah, underneath is ominous. You don't you don't know what you're looking for. What's underneath? It could, it's mm. much better than the Meg. Yeah. Oh God, yes. <laughs> Anything is better than which, the Meg. As which I'll probably still see it, but oh, I definitely still want to see it because I. I mean, I love giant monster movies. Like, I'm I, gonna see it eventually. But monster movies are growing on me. It was uh, I, I hadn't always enjoyed them, but now lately I've been finding they're more interesting. Mm, I, because... I I grew up watching monster movies, so it's always been just a thing. And and to a certain extent, with depending on, on the types of movies, there are some movies that I have trouble getting into if they don't have something monstery or something more genre, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very big on B-movie, um, like, B-movie cinema as a as being the thing that I spend a lot of my time watching. <laughs> right. That, well, that's that's kind of what got me back into it, as I went back and watched, like, the 60s versions of the, the Planet of the Apes. Oh, those are great. Yeah, and those aren't, they're not big monster movies but it's kind of the same mm-hmm. structure after the the first one and so i was just like all right and i i started watching more and more and it's like yeah these are pretty cool it's cool to yeah, see definitely. a big monster destroy things mm-hmm. oh absolutely oh we should have done we should have done king kong and planet of the apes that would have been a great pair <laughs> nuts yeah. well maybe i'll steal that for my show yeah there you go <laughs> all right are we ready for the next one absolutely sci-fi fantasy uh, yours look both fantasy and mine are both sci-fi. So uh, I had yeah, di- it's funny how that worked out. Yeah, I had District Nine and Coherence, and I had Lord of the Rings and The Dark Crystal. So I'm gonna go into the randomizer app, select our two. All right, we got District Nine and Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal's another one I haven't seen. Oh, so you'll have to give so me a plot good. synopsis real quick. Yeah, so Dark Crystal um is a Jim Henson movie, who's the guy who did the Muppets and Sesame Street. Yep. Um. Every single character in Dark Crystal is a puppet, and it is absolutely incredible. Um, it is is such a towering like masterwork of puppetry. It's really beautiful story. There's um, these two basically. There's the last of their kind, a man and a woman of a race called the Gelflings, and they are sent by um, this group of beings called the Mystics. And the Mystics and the Skeksis, which are like uh, kind of bird people, are two halves of one race that split themselves into two using the Dark Crystal 
to try and like um, learn about reality and learn about themselves and split themselves into a good race and the mystics and a bad race and the Skeksis. And the Gelflings are going to restore the dark crystal because there was a piece broken off of it and fuse the two races Absolutely. back together. All right. It's super interesting. Cool. You got, you got to check it out. It's fantastic. So I'm thinking we take that and we drop it into the, uh, prison camp of district nine basically like oh, instead of having the aliens you have these uh these feuding factions who are living amongst each other in this ghetto that sure was created by i guess humans mm. and then you keep kind of the, the found footage uh of a reporter going in and investigating what's going on in there mm-hmm. from district nine that sounds very cool what what's our uh what are they trying to accomplish i guess well, so yeah, that's, so I, I guess, um, so I guess what we should specify is, so for our, like, uh, Dark Crystal two factions being put into the world of District 9, should we have it be that, like in District 9, aliens arrive to Earth, and then unlike in District 9, but like in Dark Crystal, the aliens, um, through some kind of technology or some other thing, because of atmosphere or whatever, sci-fi reasons, split into two? Where there's one like really aggressive race and one really passive race. And then you could have it be that, um, they've all just been kind of rounded up because the dangerous ones are so very dangerous, but the passive ones yeah. have also been thrown in because they're quote unquote the same aliens. Yeah. So they, they came and they, they came and everybody's like, all right, cool. There's aliens here and everybody's getting along. And then they split for, you know, like you said, sci-fi reasons. And then the humankind realizes that some of these guys are bad and just starts rounding them up. Sure, yeah. You know, just every, rounding up everybody because they can't, humans can't tell the difference. Sure. But then, but then your, uh, gefflings need to come and restore the peace. Yes, definitely. That would be the, the raison d'etre of the movie is somebody's gotta help bring everything back together so they stop getting put in these internment camps camps mm. basically i like that a lot because it, it maintains the like the social um awareness that district nine has as well it right. carries it over in a really nice way yeah and it may even go a little further on it than yeah. district nine did yeah definitely or at least in a different direction than district nine did because district right. nine is very much about south africa um, right yeah you know whereas this one seems much more about america <laughs> yeah and America or, you know, Holocaust Germany, anything like that, you can make the parallels between. Yes, certainly. All right, so we need a title. Yes. Ooh, that's going to be tough. Hmm. We have to have something that implies duality and also implies, like, prison camp imagery. You know, like, it has to blend those two worlds together, and that's going right. to be very hard to find. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think of expressions that relate to two things, like, uh, I don't know, like, two of a kind or something like that. Like, I feel like there's something we can do with that. We just have to then take it to a place of that, like, prison imagery. Right. Hmm. It's a tough one. Yeah, this one, this one got surprisingly tough. Which is weird, because the, the premise for this one came together very quickly, too. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Two of a kind, Dark Half. I'm just trying to think of other movies that are. So I've got reality. For for the prison side of it, I, I think like something lock up or lock them up, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, 
Hmm. But we, yeah, like you said, we need we need something to convey that it's not just bad people getting captured. Yeah. Or bad. Or aliens, even like, I guess. even if we took like the term like solitary confinement, but then like instead of solitary, had a word that implies two, like something like that, you know. Like there's some there's some expression that links together these two worlds of like a sense of duality and prison, like you know, and we just gotta kind of find like dig into that and find that that space. Right, we're getting there. Yeah, it's definitely like that's the thing with with the titles, especially one thing I've I've said in so many episodes of X meets Y is titles are hard. Like they always yeah. sometimes they come really easy, but when they don't, it's brutal. It takes so long sometimes to come up with a title. Oh, what about this? Liberty and Justice. Ooh, I like that a lot. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm very comfortable with locking that in. That sounds great. Th- thank you, vocabulary.com. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> We're open to sponsors if, if you want to help out vocabulary.com. I'm oh, sure yeah, you're listening. Please. Sponsor X meets Y, please. We'll, we'll use you <laughs> every time we try to do a title. That was good. Liberty and Justice. Mm-hmm. So Liberty and Justice, yeah, I, I, the tale I, I, of, uh, I forgot the names of the aliens. Uh, well, so <laughs> it's tough because there's a lot of like, it's a, all a fantasy world, you know, but the Gelflings are the, the two like last of their kind ones. And then the Skeksis are the bad ones and the Mystics are the good ones. Okay. Liberty and Justice, the tale of the Skeksis and the Mystics forming a bond that they didn't want to. <laughs> Taglines are hard too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, heaven forbid we try to think of, like, taglines and, po- like, stuff to put on posters for these. Because at that point, like, that's just... Like, taglines may be a little, but, oh boy, is that a different skill set than we're working right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just tried on the fly, and it did not work well. <laughs> no, taglines are so tough, because if you try to improvise taglines, they're always bad. Like, there's no good way to do it. No, 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 no. All right, so, uh, on that note... With the bad tagline, we're going to take a break, uh, hear a promo from another podcast that I listen to, and that uh, you guys out in the world should also listen to, and uh, then we'll be right back with our historical and horror uh, movie ideas. What do you think of when I say the following phrases? Goes to camp. Saves Christmas. Rides again. Scared stupid. No, it's not you, you selfish prick. It's the lovable and accident-prone man-child that is Ernest P. Worrell. This is the Importance of Seeing Ernest podcast, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things Ernest, actor Jim Varney's greatest creation. Tune in every month as three friends, and occasionally a guest or two, navigate the silly, playful, and family-friendly waters of Ernest in a not-so-family-friendly way. We have a hell of a time reliving these childhood memories, and we invite you to join us in Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app of choice. Know what I mean? And we're back. All right, be sure to check those guys out, and uh, let's uh, let's move on. Next is uh, historical movies. Yes, very excited for this one. I had The Patriot and 300. And I had The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly and Seven Samurai. So The Good, Bad, and The Ugly is another one that I've never seen, and I didn't realize that that happened during Civil War times. It is an absolute masterpiece. Yeah. So that that might be another one i got to check out. Yeah, that is is literally my favorite movie of all time, so you should check it out. It's it's amazing. I I truly love it. 
Let's hope it gets let's hope it gets picked in the randomizer. It's got a twenty five percent shot, so let's hope. Um and then Seven Samurai is also a great movie. Um because that's like uh as much of a classic as the good, the bad and the ugly is, just from the east instead of the west, you know? Right. Yep. Alright, so go into the randomizer here. Oh yay! Okay. <laughs> we got the good, the bad and the ugly and three hundred. Oh, I was ho- I was hoping that would be our pairing. Oh, that's a great pairing. Yeah, I'm excited. I was for sitting this here one. waiting for the randomizer to spit two out. I, I really wanted three hundred and good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, that's that's a solid combination right there. Yeah, I guess we should figure out which the format of which movie are we taking and which um like story and setting are we taking because they're both interesting stories and they're both delivered in very different ways. Do we, do we want the stylized Zack Snyder? view on it i feel like we should do a stylized Zack snyder view of a story that's set in the west you know or somewhere around that kind of area that might be really interesting no yeah like that's what i was gonna say Uh, a Zack snyder in civil war times basically oh sure that'd be great oh what if we do if we do something that's similar to 300 where it's like them fighting a losing battle but it's valiant like I don't want to do the Alamo because the Alamo has been focused on a lot already in, in a bunch of different right. movies. What if we do something like uh, the Spanish-American War, like uh, Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders, something like that? Because there yeah. were some there were some then... battles that were, you know, effectively like they, them fighting their way up a hill, their horses being killed out from under them, like just incredibly cinematic stuff that there has never been a movie made about. Yeah, no, that's good. So it's it's basically the story of 300, but... In a more modern time, in a more modern, not modern by any yeah. means, but uh, it, told in a in a more a, telling a more modern battle, basically, but it's still against all odds, mm-hmm. probably not coming out on top, but doing what you need to to survive. They didn't survive in three hundred, yeah. but to well, in this one they kind of have to keep the enemy. Roosevelt has to be a president still, <laughs> right? But yeah, I, I like I that like that. In, in the Zack Snyder style, which that, see, that's going to be a little rough with, like, uh, long-range firearms. I, I feel like it can be done if, because Zack Snyder likes to do that um, ramping technique where it, like, moves back and forth between slow motion and fast motion. So I feel like right. if they keep the battle to regular motion until somebody fires and then have the slow motion of the bullet, like, going in and doing the damage, you know? Because mm-hmm. bullets and cannons and all that kind of stuff were much more destructive back then. So I feel like that's a good way to like kind of balance out those two very um, different feeling uh, aesthetics, you know? Yeah, and then you can kind of have the, the hand-to-hand on horseback uh, as the battle ramps up. Like, you're starting out in your nice lines, mm-hmm. you know, 500 yards away from each other, but eventually your cavalries meet in the middle at some mm-hmm. point. So you could kind of do the, the, the glory, the Zack Snyder glory shot of, you know, when you just got two guys going at each other mm. in the middle of a battlefield, but on horseback, that'd be, with that'd bayonets be cool. and, and having cavalry swords. Right. Oh, that'd be great. Tomahawks, things like that. Oh, you that know, just fantastic. Whatever they can get their hands on. And I want to watch this movie now. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So that's, that's Hollywood. our premise. Call us. We'll, we'll finish it for you. Um. So now we need a name. Yes. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. So we need something that implies the, like, mythicness of 300. Mm-hmm. 
it's tough because the good, the bad and the ugly is also a very like mythical name. And the movie goes a long way to like setting up those three characters are the three people we follow as like very totemic emblematic characters where they're kind of ironic reflections on what it means to be like a good guy of a Western, a bad guy of a Western and a bandito, you know? Right. So I feel like the mythicness is definitely something we should keep. And then we should just have it be mythic and Western as the feelings that we're trying to evoke, you know? So we were talking about, you know, specifically Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough mm-hmm. Riders. What about just Rough? I like Rough. Rough is good. Uh, could, mm, we might need a little more mythic in there. We need yeah. to stir in a little more mythic. Well, I'm think I'm thinking you bring in the mythic with the poster. You just got Roosevelt standing there with his sword. Sure. But let me let me see. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a yeah. Because rough could really it could be anything. That's true. Yeah. No, you know the more I'm thinking about it, I like rough. I'm prepared to go to uh, lock in rough as as our title. I like that one. You got you got thirty seconds to think of something okay, different. Then we'll just go with rough <laughs> or better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So rough is the story of Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders, as told by Zack Snyder, and uh, the Spanish American War. That is awesome. I like that. That is badass. We've we even got a director. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Get get Zack Snyder away from the Justice League movies. <laughs> Let's let him do something yeah, else. I think he kind of is away from the Justice League movies now. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, he he is. And that's I, the circumstance of it are yes. terrible, but for the movies, it's probably better. Yeah, I, I'm kind of concerned with like, well, with the um, Shazam trailer and the Aquaman trailer that just came out. I was like, oh, okay, it looks like the DC universe is like getting itself together. Like they're they're kind of figuring out what they are now, which is nice after like three movies. Yeah, so Aquaman, I was like, all right, I'll I'll go see that Shazam. I was just like. I know the story behind Shazam, so I sure. got it. But like, if I didn't know who Shazam was, it would have been super confusing from just watching the trailer. And then it was like almost a straight comedy, mm-hmm. which if that's what they're trying to do, that could be great. Like it worked for Ant-Man. Yeah, I think that's so, what they're aiming well, for. I, I definitely agree. The trailer is not descriptive as to what this character is like, that's something that like um, when my wife and I were watching the trailer at, right after it came out, I, I found myself having to be like, Oh, and that's like, that's a wizard and, and the different traits embody the different letters. And those are the powers that Shazam has. Like, you know, there's a lot of ex- explanation that you have to have with that character. Right. And which I'm sure the movie will undoubtedly spend 45 oh, minutes yes. on, but like in, in the trailer, if, if I wasn't a, a comics fan, I, it wouldn't make me want to go see it because it's like, okay, this kid was small and now he's big and he's wearing this red jumpsuit Mm. and making jokes. Weirdly, the thing that like disappointed me about the trailer weirdly is that I didn't see any of talkie Tawny, which is the tiger man friend of, of Shazam. He's just a tiger man in a suit. And that guy I really like because it's really goofy and, and very like bizarre in a fun way. And I didn't see any of that. And I was like, Oh, that bums me out a little, but I guess I can forgive it. If you're, if you're going to go kind of campy in comedy, like you might as well bring something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Why not? It's a tiger man. That's like, why would you not have the, like, why would you not take the opportunity to put a tiger man in your movie? If you have the option. That's true. He's he'll probably be in the background, uh, like in the wizard. Scene. Yeah. I'm sure they'll do like an Easter egg. If not the character himself. Yeah. yeah, that's probably true. 
All right, so that's uh, that's Shazam. <laughs> Go see it in theaters next we'll year. We'll do a whole other episode talking about Aquaman because there's a lot. In that yeah. <laughs> All right, so last category. This is the big one. We're doing horror oh, movies. Yes. Uh, I picked Saw, and r- really the whole Saw franchise can be pulled from, but mostly the first movie is what was mm-hmm. good. Um, and The Strangers. And I picked The Abominable Dr. Fibes, which really is a predecessor to Saw in a lot of ways. It's kind of the 70s version that started that whole craze of uh, themed uh, serial killers. And then Suspiria. So Okay, so I haven't seen either of them, so I'll be interested to uh, see what comes out of the randomizer. Yes, you definitely got to see both of them, because they're very... Like I, uh, you very much stayed on the side of, um, of like gritty, more realistic. And I very much went into the kind of, um, like bizarre, colorful realm of horror. Like the abominable Dr. Fibes is very comic booky, very bizarre. Um, and then Suspiria is also, you know, it's a Giallo, uh, film from, um, uh, <sighs> Dario Argento. Sorry. Um, so it's very colorful and surreal. Like it's, Incredibly weird. But um, we'll go to the randomizer and we'll figure out what's what. All right. We've got The Strangers and Suspiria. All right. That's a pretty good pairing. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad it wasn't... If it was Saw and Dr. Fibes, that, I think there's too much crossover there. Yeah. I, I did read the, the plot summary on Dr. Fibes, and it sounded really mm-hmm. cool. And it, it didn't sound as horrific. So I'm not a bit... I scare pretty easily, so... Horror was my toughest genre to pick movies sure. from because I've probably only seen about mm-hmm. seven. Um, so, I, but Doctor Five sounded less scary and more like suspenseful and yeah, you should check it out. It's pretty crazy. the The kills in uh, Doctor Fives are all themed after the Ten Plagues of Egypt from the Bible. Like it's right. it's nutty in the best possible way. Um, Dr. Fives has like a robot sidekick. It's, it's, there's just so much craziness. It's the most seventies movie, um, in all the best ways. All right. I'll, I'll definitely, you gave me some new movies to check out. For oh yeah. Sure. And, and at, at the very everybody least. in your audience, all of these movies that we're mentioning, you should watch them every last one. Cause they're all good. All right. So give us a quick plot summary on Suspiria. Yes, so Suspiria is about a, um, like a preparatory school for girls, um, that is secretly run by witches. Like the, the headmistress and, um, the top teachers are a coven of witches, um, is the basics. And then because it's a Giallo film, it's like very surrealist horror. So it's hard to kind of even get into a description other than just that, but it's all handled very bizarrely. There's uh, a lot of, things that are scary and unsettling in ways you don't understand why they're so unsettling, um, which is something that I really like about uh, Italian horror specifically as a subgenre. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, the main thing is preparatory school, um, which is running it. And then the strangers is, is absolutely wonderful. I like that movie a lot. The the strangers messed me up for a long time. So that's if you have in the audience, if you haven't seen the strangers, cause you're scared of things like me, uh, it's basically this couple goes to a remote uh, cabin that the the guy's uh, family owns, and there's no cell service out there, obviously. And uh, these people, uh, somebody in a weird mask knocks on the door, and uh, they go to the door and answer it, and nobody's there. And then they just, for the next 90 minutes, continue to terrorize the, the couple in their home 
in increasingly bizarre ways or uh, creepy ways. And uh, that yeah, at one point they ask, and this was from the trailer, they ask why why are the people terrorizing them, and they just answer because you're and home. it's so good. That's that line justifies yeah. the entire existence of that movie. That line is so yeah. perfect. Yeah, Ugh. and it yeah it, that movie because I uh, my family had a uh, a cabin like this <laughs> oh, out no. in the middle of nowhere. And like it was hard. To oh stay yeah, there absolutely. After that, this is this is a, the Strangers is a movie that my wife still refuses to watch, and I cannot blame. Them. I don't like, blame. It her. is it is intense. It is invasive and makes you paranoid in a really interesting way. It's great. If you if you hear a sound in oh. your house during it, oh, you're just like, worst. oh my god, I'm, I'm gonna be attacked it's for the so next sc- hour and a half. <laughs> All right, so we mix that with a. School run by witches, a boarding school run by yeah, witches. Yeah, so I think what we're probably going to have to do is take the idea of witches and put them into some kind of a home invasion scenario, because the alternative would be a school run by, like, random spree killers, and I feel like that movie mm-hmm. would last all of 20 minutes. Like, yeah. it'd be hard to maintain that for 90 minutes, you know? Yeah, or kind of what you could do um, would be... You have basically the the school is being attacked by this these random attackers, sure. and and it in the end it turns out that that they're the ones running the school. Like that's the twist. Oh, that's is cool. They they always know where the girls are because they're running the school sure. and ran, able to randomly attack them. But I I think I like your idea better of you you put the witches in the home invasion mm-hmm. scenario. Yeah, because I, I because like the, the idea of taking that like kind of a culty scariness like taking different kind of scariness and putting it into the home invasion scariness you know well and the witches could have all they could have these ways to fight back that you know regular people don't have and uh, you know they could come up short or they could terrorize the strangers in reverse you know it it can you kind of have it going both ways Sure. yeah yeah you could have it be like a peaceful coven of like white witches or whatever you want to call it that is being attacked by people that by the strangers who are for for some reason you know whether they're like religious extremists or whatever hate the idea that these witches are here in this town like i like that a lot of taking Uh it to be an ideological difference that is driving this whole thing yeah all right all right and they and they fight the the witches Uh, so that's that's your your uh your kicker is the witches, because they're good witches, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term, they, they don't want to fight back. They know they have this power to fight sure. back, uh, but they keep kind of getting picked off one by one because they refuse to fight back because they're not supposed to use their powers to harm anyone. Sure. And then it'll come down kind of to a last stand of, does does this witch use her powers or do the, the invaders win? Sure, and you can have it like, you can have it be that there's like competing forces within the coven of being like, no, we have to embrace dark magic that'll give us more powers to defend ourselves against these people. So you could have a kind of slow slide into um, them, like betraying what they believe in and the uh, the like white magic for dark magic for the sake of defending themselves from these attackers. Right. That's super cool. Yeah, I like that. Okay, now we need oh, a name. Boy, <laughs> I get so excited when we get the premise done and then when as soon as i remember we have to do the titles i'm like oh <laughs> just like that gut punch automatically oh, oh, oh crap 
All right, what do we got? Um, uh, what are some good witchcraft words we could use? I bet there's one of those that implies like isolation or or implies an invasion. There's got to be a word that relates those two those two worlds of like witchcraft and invasion or isolation. Yeah, let's see what we got. See if vocabulary.com has anything for me. Of course they will. <laughs> Sponsor us, vocabulary.com. Use vocabulary.com for all your, uh, for all your synonym all needs. All your titling for a very specific show <laughs> needs. Uh, let's see. Sorcery. Could you do something with that? I feel like we might need to take it more of a, like, like witchcraft. Yeah. Like, we need to take it to a um a more like I don't know how to describe it but less less like professional magic and more to a personal magic place than sorcerer right if you know what I mean yeah no I, I understand what you're getting at either way it's gonna be very tough vocabulary.com isn't giving me that that helpful uh, uh that's their one failing they don't have a lot of witchcraft words they're very religious no. vocabulary.com <laughs> hmm hmm what are some like siege words? Like, like what are some other like home invasion words that we could relate to the world of witchcraft? Maybe let's attack it from that angle. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Come on, Google, you haven't let me down yet. <laughs> it's trying. All right, let's see. Assault. Hmm. A little too rough, I think, for what we're going for. Yeah, I feel like we might need to like if we're gonna do assault, we'll have to say like assault on something like assault on precinct thirteen, but. Assault right. on whatever coven, you know? Yeah. We could just call it something like assault on white coven or something like that, you know? Because that has yeah. a kind of, that kind of yeah. ha- has the right vibe to it. Yeah, because it, you, you want to look at it from, you think the, the, uh, the invaders are going to come out on top. And that would be a way to do sure. that. And then it's kind of a twist that the witch, in the end, decides that she's going to use dark magic to to succeed. Sure, and and then because then assault is also like a double meaning where it's a, an assault from outside and an assault from inside of these white witches turning to dark magic to defend themselves. You know, right? I like that. I'm I'm happy with assault on white coven. I'm good. Yeah, cool. That's I think that's as good. As yeah, I, definitely. Without taking another like 25 minutes, I think we're good. And 25 minutes of mostly just blank air of us going, uh, a lot of us, maybe this will work. Just being like, hmm. (laughs) This word, uh, no, I don't think that (laughs) word's good. (laughs) All right. So we've got the assault on the white coven or assault on white coven. You know, you guys be creative out there and maybe send us some names. If we, if you have a better name for any of these movies we came up with, hit us on Twitter or email us. And, and uh, I maybe you're better at thinking of names, or just have more time to do it than That's we did. That's the thing. It's and titles are one of those things that you need to like let percolate in your brain for a while. It's whenever I get done with yeah. an episode of X Meets Y, like the day after, sometime I'll be like, oh, that would have been a perfect title. Then you just go in and edit over yourself, <laughs> and it sounds completely nope, off. I keep it all on the up and up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so those are those are five movies that you guys will see coming in the summer of 2022. Oh, yes. We're going to take these to Universal, like, tomorrow. It's going to be great. They're totally going to happen. Yeah. Sounds good to me. 
All right. Uh, well, thank you for joining me again. Check out X Meets Y on uh, all podcasting platforms. You have Twitter, Facebook, anything like that you want to plug? Uh, well, so our Facebook page is linked to in most of our episode descriptions. But if you just go to xmeetsy.libsyn.com, you can find you can stream it all just through a, a Chrome or whatever um, uh, whatever you use. Um, or you can just find it through iTunes, stuff like that. And if you do find it, if you do like it, if you listen, you know, please like our Facebook page, um, you know, leave us a review on iTunes. Like every little bit of engagement really helps us to constantly improve the product that we're putting out. Yes, it does. I, I love uh, getting a listener engagement again. You know, follow me on Twitter at APA something and uh, I, I'm most uh, approachable there. I also have email a podcast about something at gmail.com or you can go to the website and contact me through there that's a podcast about something.com um so yeah engagement's big rate and review on itunes that's always helpful because then i can see how much everyone hates me and what i need to do better (laughs) no people are very nice if they're gonna take the time to um to put a rating in or a review it's always gonna be either well it's either gonna be a one star or a five star is generally how that's that's gonna go (laughs) like yeah, nobody takes the time to put three Yeah, nobody's stars. like, this was fine. They just move on with their life. <laughs> eh, maybe I'll listen to more, but I don't really know. <laughs> All right, well, that was a lot of fun. Again, thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, check out X Meets Y, and uh, always check back with a podcast about something. We'll have weekly episodes coming at you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks a lot. And now it's time to podcast about something has officially launched our patreon so go to patreon.com slash a podcast about something all one word and uh, check it out and while you're there feel free to donate Uh, we set it up into five different tiers Uh, the first tier is we call it the patron tier and uh, for that basically uh, it's one dollar you get a shout out in an episode of a podcast about something it'll just be you know once you once you donate the next episode, we'll give you a shout out, say thank you for donating. Uh, the next tier, tier number two, is called the Nothings. And uh, don't worry, you're not actually nothing for being part of this tier. And it doesn't cost nothing to be in this tier. Uh, this is the $5 tier. And basically, the, the way I named the tiers was just a play on, because we're a podcast about something, nothing, anything and everything, uh, but nothing seemed less than something, so nothing went first than something. So anyway, the nothings tier, uh, it's $5 for that tier. You get a shout out and a thank you in an episode, and then uh, we have we will have merchandise available for anyone subscribing to that tier. Um, we're going to have stickers and bookmarks, and for being part of this tier, you can choose one or the other, uh, whether you want a sticker or a bookmark, and uh, I will send it to you, and I might even write you a little note or draw you a picture. Just a, a quick note, I am not a good artist, so if I draw you a picture, don't expect a Rembrandt, Rembrandt or anything like that. Tier number three is the somethings, and that is a $7 tier, and again, that's another merchandise tier. You first get the shout-out and the thank you in the episode. You still get your choice between a sticker and a bookmark, uh, but you also get a magnet or a pen in the $7 tier. Um, so for $2 more, you get one extra piece of merch, and uh, you probably really love the show if you're going for that tier over the $5 tier. But I'll take whatever I can get, so please uh, just give me money. And then tier 4 is the Anythings. Um, this is a $10 tier, 
And uh, with this tier, you get everything in the lower tiers. You get a shout-out and a thank you. You get a sticker or a bookmark, and you get a magnet or a pen. Um, but with this one, we will be producing exclusive content for the $10 and up uh, Patreon subscribers. So basically what we'll have here is we'll have um, extra content like gag reels or you know extended conversations with the guests. Um, another thing that I'm going to put on here are uh, polls to help decide topics or to um, to figure other things out, basically. So um, you get to you get to contribute a lot more to the show in the $10 tier. And then the last tier is the everything's, which if you're giving $20 an episode or a month, then you must really, really love the show. And I appreciate you. So you get everything. You get a shout out and a thank you. You get a sticker and a bookmark. You get a magnet and a pen. You get uh, access to the exclusive content from the Anythings tier. And you get a guest appearance on the show. Of And we discuss the topic of your choice. Um, you get to pick a topic. A, a course that has to go through my approval. Uh, we're not going to you know, talk about white supremacy or any anything you know, too dramatic. But uh, if you want to pick a topic and run it by me we'll talk about it we'll figure out you know what the best way to approach that topic is um, you're going to be completely involved in the planning of the episode and then you get to do a guest appearance um, so those are our five tiers for patreon please again go to patreon.com and search a podcast about something or patreon.com slash a podcast about something and donate while you're there uh, the donations will go to reimbursing the initial investment I've already put into the podcast. Um, it will go to upgrading equipment and, um, you know, hosting costs. It, it does cost money to run a podcast. Not a lot, but there is some money involved. So, you know, whatever I can recoup from, you know, the money I've put in and the money I continuously put in for monthly hosting costs and website fees, all that stuff, uh, this will all be very helpful. So I appreciate it. Go check it out. Um, make sure while you're there, you donate and uh, we will, um, you'll maybe get some sweet merch or at least a shout out an episode. So um, thank you for listening. Make sure to rate and review and subscribe on iTunes. That always helps us uh, climb to the top of those rankings on iTunes. If you rate and review, um, you can check us out on Twitter at APA something and you can always email me at a podcast about something at gmail.com. And uh, we can, you know, give feedback on the show that way. I'm, I'm always open to feedback. So give me whatever you got. Um, a podcast about football by the time this is out. A uh, podcast about football will be very close to starting. So stay tuned for that. Um, we should have already had a couple uh, previews, AFC, NFC, college football previews out. And, you know, then we're going to be doing the weekly roundups and can't miss picks. So make sure you check that out if you're a football fan. And uh, as always, the music on a podcast about something is provided by those cats. Make sure you check them out. They are great. Stay classy.